It was back in September when momentous news hit our area. The Wilder Foundation went public with the intention to sell its 600-acre property in May Township, just outside of Marine on St. Croix, to the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. The partnership's plan is to establish a youth camp on the site. The biggest immediate impact of the sale is on River Grove Charter Elementary School, which has been an occupant of Wilder Forest for the first six years of its existence. At the same time, May Township, where the property is located, has been refining the language in its comprehensive plan related to conservancy districts. That could affect future plans for the camp. It's led to a lot of local conversation and plenty of finger pointing about who's responsible for this turn of events. The bulk of our program is devoted almost entirely to this issue. It's Saturday, November 19th, and today on River Radio, we delve deeper into the 600-acre question. Come down, turn the radio. Coming to you from our studios in beautiful Midtown Marina on St. Croix, bordering the wild and scenic St. Croix River, this is River Radio. I'm Jim Maher. And I'm Gail Knutson. Thanks, as usual, to our technical director, Matt Quast. Also, thanks to Elaine Larson, who helps us on our webpage, and Laura Lee DiLorenzo for publicity. And, of course, to Chan Poling in the suburbs for a theme music. The program is produced by Jim and Gail and presented by the Marine Community Library. The library is located on the traditional, ancestral, and contemporary homelands of Dakota and Anishinaabe peoples. On today's program, we turn our focus to all of the issues surrounding the sale of the Wilder Foundation pro uh, property. Our guests include Drew Goodson, Executive Director of River Grove Charter School, currently located on the Wild property, and Tim Healy, President of the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership, who have a purchase agreement in, to pl uh, in place to obtain the Wilder property. Along with those listening on Zoom, welcome to those tuning in to us via the Marine Fan Supporter and Booster page and on Facebook. And of course, thanks to all of you who regularly listen to our podcasts. Well, we are uh, back from our last show was our election night coverage. And uh, we actually, I was surprised because I didn't know we put it up on podcast form and I didn't know for sure, Gail, if a lot of people would listen to the podcast, but we've really had a lot of listeners to that. And I'm happy with that. Uh, you know, we did have interviews with many of the uh, victorious candidates, but I, what I really enjoyed about that show when I went back to listen to it is listening to Lori Sturdivant and Brian Gruis give their analysis. And Lori in particular has this great historical knowledge. And, and it was it was kind of a poli sci class listening to Lori. And I enjoyed that personally. I did, too. Yeah, I, I learned a lot. So um, thanks to Lori and Brian again for being on that show. Well, as we look back on any number of big items in the news this week, one is that the planet Earth crossed a new milestone in terms of its population. Yeah, the world population reached 8 billion recently on November 15th. So here's a look back at our population climb over the years. And I'll go backwards and tell you which film won the Oscar that particular year that we reached a new billion mark. So you can get some perspective. Okay, so now we're at 8 billion. We reached 7 billion in 2010. The Hurt Locker won the Oscar that year, and that was one year after Slumdog Millionaire won. We were 6 billion in 1999 
when Shakespeare in Love won the Oscar. And that was a year after Titanic won it. In 1987, that brought us up to 5 billion people and also brought us the Oscar winner Platoon, directed by Oliver Stone. In 1974, where were you in 74? We reached 4 billion on the planet and an Oscar win for The Sting with Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Planet Earth held 3 billion people in 1960, and probably that many saw Charlton Heston and Ben-Hur, that year's Oscar winner. In 1927, we had a world population of 2 billion, but no Oscars yet. However, the silent film Wings, starring Clara Bow, was released that year and went on to win at the first Oscars that were held in May of 29. And in 1804, we hit the 1 billion population mark on Earth. No one went to the movies. But a few folks saw Alexander Hamilton get shot during a duel with Aaron Burr. Hamilton died the next day, but he got a Tony Award on Broadway 212 years later in 2016. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Gail, for that. Um, one more item from this week's news I just wanted to mention. Happy 100th birthday to the British Broadcasting Corporation, the BBC. They celebrated the century mark this week. Uh, this esteemed service, which I listen to regularly, started about a year after my mom was born. And like the BBC, my mom is still going strong right now, living in Madison, Wisconsin. On September 5th, 1921, Lydia Jablonski was born, later to become Lydia Maher, with five kids, numerous grandkids and great-grandkids, and now even a great-great-grandkid. And she's a regular listener to River Radio. So as all those athletes do uh, during games on TV, I want to say, hi, Mom. And now we turn our focus to our primary topic today, the 600-acre question. There are many facets to this story. Just to bring everybody up to speed, we want to give you at least some of the backstory. In 2016, shortly after local voters back-to-school referendum that, among other things, included funding for some upgrades at our local elementary schools, including Marine and Withrow, the Stillwater School District announced plans to close these two schools, along with Oak Park School in Stillwater. That was a bitter pill for many local residents. But work had already begun on creating a charter school in this area with the intention of ultimately placing it in the former Marine Elementary site. Partly because of ongoing litigation, Stillwater schools were reluctant to sell the Marine School property to the City of Marine, who wanted to acquire it to house the new charter school. Nevertheless, plans moved forward for that new school and River Grove was formed. There was a need to find what was believed at the time to be a temporary location until the Marine School building could be acquired. The Amherst H. Wilder Foundation stepped up and made available its village area on their 600-acre Wilder Forest land as a temporary site for River Grove. This portion of Wilder had previously served as a camp operated by Wilder and as a summer home for Concordia Language Academy. As time went on, parents and staff determined that they wanted to keep the school at its location in the forest. However, the lease with Wilder was due to expire at the end of June 2023. 
People connected to River Grove had plans to form a separate company to acquire a portion of the Wilder property with the intent of keeping the school there. But under law, they had to wait until the school had operated for six years, which would be around June of 2023, about the same time the lease would expire. This past summer and fall, big developments occurred that raised big questions. In September, Wilder made known their intention to sell their 600-acre property to the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership, which was making plans for a summer camp and winter retreat on the site. This move clearly put the future of River Grove in jeopardy as it appeared that it would lose its current base of operations. There was pushback from River Grove families expressed in letters, on social media, and in public meetings. Coinciding with this news was that May Township, where the property is located, is in the midst of reviewing the language of its Conservancy District Ordinance. Recent public meetings on this topic served as a forum for many local residents, including River Grove families and representatives of the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership, to express their views to township officials. The revised Conservancy District language included a provision for youth camps. However, after hearing vociferous opposition from River Grove supporters and other area residents, May Township's Planning Commission recommended that a provision for a youth camp be stricken from the language. Nevertheless, the ultimate decision is up to the Maytown Board. In a more than two-hour discussion on the topic in a packed town hall on November 3rd, the board held off on approving specific language relating to the inclusion of youth camp as an allowed use in the Conservancy District language. They asked the town planner to provide more specific language around that and return for their next meeting. This issue may be acted on in a special meeting next Tuesday, and we'll talk more about that later. Some major pieces of applicable information about the future of the school and the prospects of a camp run by the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership came out in that last town board meeting. First, a Wilder Forest representative stated unequivocally that River Grove's school lease expires in June of 2023 and that the Wilder Foundation will not renew or extend that lease. In other words, the language seemed fairly cut and dry. River Grove will not be able to stay on the Wilder property after June 30th, 2023. In addition, Township Attorney Dave Snyder pointed out that certain stipulations might give the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership some leeway to pursue their camp plans, regardless of whether a youth camp provision is included in the Township's Conservancy District language. One is the existence of a Conditional Use Permit, or CUP, from 1992. That permit gave Wilder the authorization to operate a camp. Technically, that CUP is still in effect. Second is a federal law known as the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act. It provides some leeway for specific types of organizations, including religious institutions, to avoid certain zoning restrictions or requirements that a government entity may wish to apply. In light of this, Snyder recommended that the board add language to its Conservancy District Ordinance that authorizes a camp that meets specific requirements. He believes that gives the township the greatest leverage in regulating usage of the property going forward. That's what will be on the table when the Maytown board gathers again this coming Tuesday, and more on that later. Now that we've reviewed that background, let's get to our featured interviews for this program. And let me begin by mentioning that River Radio actively sought out interviews with officials from the Wilder Foundation and May Township. 
Both declined to participate in an interview at this time. However, both parties did answer some questions by email and will share, share relevant information with you during the show. We did, however, talk to Drew Goodson of River Grove School and Tim Healy of the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. I just want you to know that we chose to record both of these interviews independently. They occurred within the last 72 hours. We did this to avoid a situation where one of the guests would be able to respond to the other. I want you to know that there are some new developments that will emerge in these conversations that have not been mentioned before. Let's move forward with our first guest. Drew Goodson is the executive director of River Grove, a charter elementary school located at Wilder Forest in May Township. Prior to River Grove, Drew worked for 10 years in a variety of charter school leadership positions. His most recent position was school leader at Mission Heights Preparatory High School in Casa Grande, Arizona. Drew is a graduate of the University of Wisconsin-Madison with degrees in strategic communication and history. He has been with River Grove since it opened its doors in 2017 and joins us today on River Radio. Welcome, Drew. Hi, Gail. Well, this school year started out with River Grove living under the shadow of the potential sale of the wilder land, which could threaten the school's future. So what's that been like for staff and families at River Grove? Um, you know, obviously it's it's pretty uh pretty distracting. Um it's kind of a, you know, lingering cloud that's over our heads, but we're uh, we're trying to do our best to, you know, continue our good work that we've done, you know, over the last 5-6 years and continue to, you know, plow towards our goals of you know, being, you know, one of the, the top, uh, you know, nature-based environmental schools in the, in the state and in the country. Well, you also just received a five-year charter contract renewal from your authorizer, the Minnesota Guild, which is considered a real vote of confidence in what River Grove is doing. Is the Minnesota Guild aware of your current situation? And if so, have they offered any support? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, they've been super supportive of us. Uh, like you mentioned, the the five year renewal is is a big boat of confidence. It's their only the only the second one that they've given out, and it's it's pretty rare uh, right now for a charter school to receive a max extension of five years. So it just uh, shows the shows the good work that we're doing. They they consider us one of the you know the highlight programs in their portfolio and one of the highlight charter schools that are out there. So um, they're supporting us how they can. Um, you know, they they view it as kind of an independent thing between between us and the landlord us and the property um, but they're um, they've, they've offered expressions of support to to not only uh, our administration but also to our school community there's a couple letters that they've sent out and um, you know they just uh, they're we're keeping them updated on the situation and they um, just offer you know their support or wherever we end up um, they think we have a, a good thing going uh, and our you know our program could transfer uh, to, to another location and, and they're supportive of you know any path that we end up taking here in the next year they're supporting your program and not where you're exactly located is what you're saying correct okay well there have been dozens of river grove parents and others at recent may township meetings where the conservancy district plan is being reviewed what do you think the township can do to help river grove um you know i think just listening to to, to the community at large i mean it's not just river grove families that are there obviously you know, we have families that are passionate, they're concerned, uh, they've come to the meetings, I've been at every one, and they've expressed all the great things that 
uh, the River Road does. But, you know, I really believe that the township is aware of those things. They've been a huge supporter of us. We've, we've come before them previously for CUP amendments. And, um, you know, we, we've had a great relationship with them. But, you know, I, we're not just the only ones speaking. It's really the, the community, the Square Lake community, uh, the area residents that are really almost unanimously saying that this camp use is not something they want uh, as a neighbor. They're very concerned about the lakes uh, and the, the conservation necessary to keep those uh, keep those as pristine and special that they are. Um, they're just concerned about the impact of the area. So um, I think what the township can do is really listen to those voices. And I think they have, you know, the, the planning commission voted unanimously to uh, move forward without a camp use and the updated codes. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm hopeful that the the Board of Supervisors um, kind of go with that recommendation or, you know, do modify it in a way that really protects that area and doesn't have that uh, potential, you know, kind of dangerous camp use um, that, uh, that's, that's being looked at and being proposed. Um, you know, it's just as far as those meetings, it's just a little bit um, uh, interesting to see that, you know, the, the Wilder Foundation is there, you know, and the Wilder Foundation, you know, they're, they're there, they're listening. And in one of the values that they say on their website is that they're going to listen to the people that are most affected um, in a community and be a part of the solution. And, and so I really ask, you know, the Wilder Foundation, uh, if, if, they, if they can be reflective on those conversations they've witnessed, reflective of, you know, the voice of the community. And if they're listening to the people, if they're truly listening to the people that are most affected, they would be a part of a solution that, um, you know, keeps the area pristine, you know, that, that, that leads to a better result than what is being proposed. So would it be fair to say that you're hoping that May Township's actions would restrict activity to a degree that would convince the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership that it's not worth pursuing the purchase? Um, yeah, yeah, to an extent, yes. I mean, I, and I think that, you know, wherever we end up, we're going to be in the area, you know, and I really do feel like, you know, separate from you know, our school's issue, uh, which we, we don't have a lease past 2023. The Wilder Foundation has made it clear that they're not um, willing to to extend us. And so, uh, you know, at this point, you know, it's we're, we're looking at it as a concerned neighbor. If we're, if we're on the Warner Nature Center land, which we, you know, we're, we're actively pursuing that contingency. I mean, we we have concerns about that, that potential use. Um, and so, I mean, that's the first priority is the land itself and, and, and having a good, uh, good partnership with the, the Square Lake Association and, and the neighbors there uh, and really developing, a, you know, some, some synergy. Um, but the, the second one, yeah, I mean, I, I do remain hopeful that, you know, that Wilder, you know, reconsiders, you know, after, you know, the voices have been made heard at the township level and then there, there's codes that, would restrict a camp use and maybe the you know the youth partnership you know backs out at that point because they're unable to get a CUP and then you know Wilder will, will maybe revisit some some other very good offers um, that I know that they've received for for the land that would keep the school at our current location while we we figure out uh, what we're doing with with the Manitou Fund and the Warner properties so that I, I, that would be the secondary goal but it, it, it is safe to say that, that that's a goal in this and you're talking about Manitou's offer of um, 11 million to uh, the Wilder Foundation for the property. 
Correct. Correct. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really, you know, it's a really clean offer. You know, my understanding for Manitou Fund is that that would still be on the table. They're, they're interested in purchasing and very interested in purchasing this property. Um, but they understand there's a purchase agreement in place, you know, and you know, there, there's a process there that, that they need to, to complete it. And it's my understanding um, based on public comments that, you know, getting, getting a CUP as part of completing and executing that, uh, that agreement with the, with the Catholic Youth Partnership. And, and just speaking of the camp as well, um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I want to be clear that, you know, I, I, we don't disagree with, with what they're trying to do. I mean, I think youth and, and just being a man of faith myself, I'm just speaking at a personal level. I mean, what they're trying to do, it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing, I think. Um, but it just, with the, the, in this particular community, the disruption to, to, to our school and the impact there, the impact um, that they're looking at, you know, in terms of the lakes in the area uh, and just the voices of the, the community. Um, they're saying that this is not a fit um, for, for May Township. It's not a fit for this area, the Conservancy District. Um, I, just, I just hope that they, they're starting to see that that, that, that this is maybe not the right spot for them. And, and I hope they find the right spot for, uh, for their, their type of activities. Um, there's nothing against what they're trying to do. It's just the, the location that they're trying to, to do it in. And when you're talking about they, you mean Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. Minnesota Catholic Youth, Youth Partnership. And, and, and I really I really believe, um, you know, again, and, and I've made comments about Wilder's responsibility. I just, um, I just, I just question, you know, whether um, that camp was, was given the, uh, the full uh, knowledge uh, of the characteristics of uh, the township. I mean, Wilder has been here for, for a while. Um, and um, so just, I just I hope um, that they were given that full information before they um, decided uh, the camp decided to pursue, you know, the purchase of this property. And, you know, I, and I, I hope that they were given the full information about our our status, um, because, you know, I just the way things went down, um, I, I just feel as though um, if they they were, you know, kind of. Uh, if Wilder acted in a responsible way, there would have been maybe some conversations in the summer about, hey, this is what this is going to look like for us. This is our timeline. This is our process. You know, how can we make this um, less of an impact on you? Are, are you taken care of? And, and none of that happened, you know. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I just I wonder what those conversations were like. And I just, you know, and, and I hope they were um, great, transparent conversations in the, in the, the, the Minnesota Youth Partnership was, was treated in a fair way. I'm talking with Drew Goodson, Executive Director of River Grove Elementary School. Drew, have you been approached by the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership? And if they do purchase the 600 acres from the Wilder Foundation, of which a portion is currently being used by the school, would River Grove be open to working out a rental agreement with them if the opportunity came up? Yeah, there, there, there has been a, uh, you know, recent communication to, uh, to our board um, about the desire to, to have a conversation. The, the confusing thing is that uh, we were sent a note uh, last week from Kelly Arista that basically said there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and it literally says something very similar to that, um, that, you know, that we need to vacate June 30th. Um, so given that Wilder is the, the current landlord um, of the property uh, and that uh, we need some clarity on an extension, given they're saying that there's not an extension um, that's, that, that's possible at this point, we're looking for clarity on who, who, is, in, who is in power to make that decision um, to, to, give us a, to, to give us a lease extension. 
Um, and that's something that we can consider. Again, when we talked about the overall situation, we, we still have grave concerns about the use and the impact uh, to, to the forest, to the lakes and all of that stuff. Um, and that is priority number one, is making sure that uh, this area is, is, is in a good state as far as conservation. And so, uh, you know, our board would, would certainly consider, um, you know, an extension if that, that's, that's on the table, but in our minds that, that would have to come from Wilder at this point and they would, they're making it very clear to us that they're not even considering it, so. June 30th, did, when they say that um, the lease is up June 30th, do they mean lock, stock and barrel, you're out of there? Everything from administrative paperwork and files to school desks are out? Yeah, well, we haven't had that conversation about the exact nature of it, but they basically, you know, said June 30th, you know, you need to vacate the premises, you know, you need to be off um, on that date or before. So um, that's, that's where they're at. But at the same time, you know, that the camp um, has reached out to us, the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership about having a conversation, we just were looking for clarity on, you know, are they in a position, uh, given that they're not the current landloader, landowner, um, that they don't have a CUP, uh, are, are they in the position to even offer that, you know, and we, we feel right now it would be wilder and wilders completely shut off those conversations. Well, let's, let's talk about other options, because I'm sure that um, your wheels are spinning over there right now, because June 30th is going to creep up faster than we all know, and you need to either um, stay there or you need to set up somewhere else. And one River Grove parent mentioned at the May Township meeting that River Grove has many options moving forward. So could you talk about some of those options that you're looking at solidifying for next fall? Yeah, and so I wouldn't, um, as, as far as locations, I wouldn't say that there's many options. I mean, we're really focused on, you know, the the, the generous offer and the partnership with the Manitou, uh, Manitou Fund, um, who's been a great partner that in a great relationship that we've developed over the last couple of years. And so they have, they have a, a couple different properties. They have the nature center property uh, and there's one about a quarter mile up the road on the left-hand side of Norell um, that they've named, you know, they've named happy Hills. Um, there's a, uh, there's a kind of a prairie space that's up there. And so we, we are actively looking at uh, site plans for, for, for both of those locations, um, you know, given the, the um, the pristine wooded nature of the nature of the nature center site or the site where the, the nature center used to be, uh, there's just some sensitivities in terms of of planning and what could be done quickly there. And so we're we're weighing kind of both sites, and we, we should have a decision here in the next couple of weeks about uh, which one we'd we'd like to pursue. As far as what goes on there, you know, with with construction times being um, what they are at this point, uh, we're looking at you know kind of modular options. Uh, we've looked at portables with potential for possibly even something like yurts um, and then some some buildings that you know are two that could get done uh, in the time frame to get us over there and so uh, we've, we've engaged with some uh, architecture firms with some from from modular classroom firms uh, to solidify some some ideas and we just have to uh, kind of green light a path here in the next couple of weeks well, it'll be a busy summer for River Grove staff if you have to move the school to a new location. So how confident are you that River Grove will be up and running in the 2023-24 school year? I'm a, I'm 100% confident. You know, I think that, you know, we, um, we've we done it before. Um, you know, the, 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 the marine community, some of the founders of, 
uh, our board, you know, uh, and, and um, you know, a, a bevy of volunteers, parents, they all banded together, you know, in the summer of, of 2017 to, you know, build a build a school out of, out of nowhere, um, you know, essentially, you know, April, May, getting access to this location that we're at right now and having a school up and running by the end of August, you know, that was a that was a tremendous feat and a feat that, um, you know, it is it's something that we're, we're looking at again, um, but uh, we, we have a powerful, amazing school community, uh, lots of different different partners and, and volunteers, and we, we, we are confident through that strength, we will be able to get um, to, to get something done and, and have a place for, for our kids. And, um, you know, and, and not only uh, now, but in the future with the continued relationship with Manitou Fund, we just see a really bright future for for our school. Well, we keep us informed, Drew. We uh, really appreciate you being on uh, River Radio today. So thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, anytime. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. That was Drew Goodson, Executive Director of River Grove, a charter elementary school that currently resides on property owned by the Wilder Foundation in May Township. to get back to our conversations and some important follow-up information afterward uh, about this 600 acre question. But first, I want to remind you that River Radio is made possible by the Marine Community Library. Along with our great selection of books and wonderful art exhibits, we're back to doing programs now in a hybrid format in person and on Zoom. So this past Thursday night, local resident Patty Isaac shared her experiences about her time in China chronicled in her book, The Second Long March. It was a great talk. And thanks to the genius of our own Matt Quas, we have it recorded on Zoom, and you can watch the replay. It's readily available at marinecommunitylibrary.org. And Gail, I know there's exciting news on your end of things as well. Yeah, that's right. Marine Documentary Night is back. Our first film of the season is the critically acclaimed documentary, Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song. We're screening Hallelujah on Tuesday, December 6th at 7 p.m. at the Marine Village Hall. Do note that I said Tuesday night rather than the usual Thursday night. We made the switch due to a conflict. And now let's move forward with our next guest. Now let's find out more about the group that's in line to purchase the Wilder Forest property the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. The president of that organization and the most visible spokesperson for the group is Tim Healy. Tim, welcome to River Radio. Uh, thanks so much for having us, uh, Jim. Uh, we're, we're glad to be here and, and an opportunity to kind of just share what our vision is. All right, well, let's spend a minute first just laying a little foundational groundwork here. Can you tell us just a little more about yourself and your background? Sure. Uh, I'm uh, I'm married, and we have have seven seven children. Wow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I say that I say that a lot as well. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and just as far as history, uh, myself and, and my wife both were Catholic missionaries uh, right out of college, and then I went on and worked as a youth minister for three years at Saint Rosa Lima. So I was a I was a St. Paulite for almost 10 years of my life and, and, and loved it, uh, loved the east side. Uh, then we had seven children and we, and we moved west, so now we live out in Long Lake, so uh, a world away from, uh, from St. Paul. 
but but I would say that our children have had great experiences, and even my wife and myself have had great experiences uh, with with summer camps, and and that's what kind of uh, brought brought us to this project is. Our kids have gone to probably 15 different summer camps and multiple, I mean, probably 40 or 50 or 60 uh, summers, they, they've attended different sessions. And we found that it's such a great way really to uh, just emphasize or, or, or reinforce our, our beliefs, uh, our, our Christian and Catholic beliefs. And we've just found that it really has helped uh, their development and, and helped them uh, just in, in, in growing in, in virtue and character. And, uh, and and that is definitely something that's kind of led this to to this project. Okay, so let's talk a little more about the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. Um, how long has it been around? Who else is involved in the organization? Um, how did that get started? So uh, probably about two and a half years ago, probably closer to three years ago, we started the discussion about having uh, a Catholic camp uh, kind of for this uh, archdiocese. Right now, that we're pretty scattered in, in retreats and summer camps going all over Wisconsin and Minnesota. So we thought, wouldn't it be great if we could have kind of a place we call our home? And, and, and really, you know, the dream is that we have a place where kids can get away from the stress of everyday life and where they can hear the message of, of Jesus that, that God loves each and every one of them and has a plan for them, just the basic gospel message. Uh, and, and just, again, getting them out of that stressful environment. I mean, kids right now are, are just under such tremendous stress, stress and anxiety. And even you look at the statistics and the increase in loneliness, uh, sadness, uh, and then which ultimately leads to an increase of depression and suicide. It, I mean, there's they talk often about a mental health crisis. So we, we see that and, and we see that with friends. Uh, uh, friends of ours are, are just struggling. Uh, and it's just, it's, you know, the, the world, uh, it, it's a lot harder for kids than I would say for all of us when we grew up. I mean, you know, if we, if, mm -hmm. if we missed a party, we, would, we wouldn't know it. But now social media, everyone knows what they're missing at all times. So th that was the main, one of the main impetuses is to have a place uh, of retreat where they can step out of their normal life and, and uh, renew themselves and refresh themselves. And how was it that you settled on the Wilder Forest property as the place where you wanted to do this? We've looked at a number of properties uh, across the state and into Wisconsin, and, and kind of our our criteria was less than ninety minute drive from from kind of the downtown areas, uh, more than three hundred acres, and a good lake experience. And so we 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 far exceed all three of those. I mean, obviously we're 30 minutes from the cities, 600 acres, and we have four lakes. So yeah, we've got, uh, we far, far exceeded. And, and that, that's why we're so excited. And, and the beauty of the forest is really what draws us there. You know, we, we really, uh, we plan to be very intentionally integrate nature and the beauty with our message. I mean, they really, truth and beauty are, are really close to each other. When, when you're looking at, at, at true beauty, you're, you're kind of looking at truth. Uh, and and that, that's very much what we want to promote. And if you think about, you know, the, the messaging that we'll be doing out there with, with the talks and the songs and the small groups, we could all do that in the church basement and, 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 and go up and do some activities in the church parking lot. It's not going to be as effective. When you get into the woods, there's just something where you're just, you're, you're, 
heart rate goes down, you're a little more open, uh, and, and you're not, they're not going to have their cell phones, so they're going to be disconnected from the internet, and, and it's just so powerful and so beautiful. We just we could not be more excited uh, to, to move into uh, the wilder forest. So, Tim, that, that raises a question because a lot of people have been concerned that based on what they've seen of, of other camps that are run by an, a group you're associated with, the Damascus group, that you're going to have a lot of, let's, let's just say toys here, a lot of, uh, a lot of um, activities that aren't necessarily built around nature as much as just uh, creating more of a playground atmosphere for the kids. Um, is that the case here? What are you, what are your intentions on the property? Yeah. And, and, and that's been, that has been frustrating because uh, yeah, what they do in one camp is not necessarily what we're going to do. Uh, and, and we're, We've signed an operating agreement with Damascus, so they essentially will, will work for us. So, so we we will have input on what they do and what they don't do. Uh, and I, I would say a lot of those, you know, the, the jet skis, they, they, they don't even use jet skis anymore. I mean, I, I can tell you, uh, the insurance for that is we would never do that. We would never do that. Uh, and, and even uh, you know, zip line into the water. That's that's not something you know. People people, but we're, we're going to look at activities that will challenge kids and, and really bring out, and, and I would say that the activities will all be purposeful and, and some of them are, are, are gonna be fun so the kids can laugh and connect. I think a lot of our kids they, they, these days, they, they, they're not connecting with each other. If, if you go to a restaurant, you'll see six or eight kids all on their cell phones looking and laughing at what other people are doing. So we wanna offer authentic experiences, not only on the faith side, but also on the fun side. So, so we want these kids to have fun, uh, but I can tell you, we're, we're not going to be destructive. We are not going to destroy the grounds. That, that's the furthest from the truth. We, uh, what we are, like, protect. when you say you want to have them to have fun, do you have a, like a specific example of, of something you have in mind? Uh, it, it just, uh, you know, like the high ropes, you know, the high ropes course, you know, we, we definitely would want to do something like that. And, and that would be probably built on separate structures and, you know they're going to be challenged, uh, and they have to work together as a team. And and so there, there's a lot. You know, you're you're, you're getting out courage. You're building self confidence. Uh, and then and then the fun things are going to be like uh, uh, they got like a bow and arrow tag. Uh, they've got uh, a bunch of other. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, arrow. Uh, yeah, arrow tag. Uh, and then like a giant swing. Uh, th things that they wouldn't necessarily have on their own, uh, a wiffle ball field uh, we hope to put in, uh, and then swimming, canoeing, uh, field games. Uh, so a lot of activities like that. And then in, in you know with the uh, with the field games, there's a whole bunch of kind of crazy games that they do. Uh, and again, just just to kind of let off steam, and and again interact and connect with each other. I'm speaking with Tim Healy, he's president of the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership, the group that has plans to purchase the Wilder Forest property. Uh, Tim, uh, let's go back to that a little more. Uh, a lot of concern has been expressed as well by folks who live on or near Square Lake that you'll be turning that into more of a playground for campers. Is, is that the plan? Well, one of the things that has been beneficial for us through this whole process is we've we've sat, I would say, very quietly, and, and we've listened to a lot of things that have been said, and uh, and and 
we're, we're taking notes and, and we've, we've kind of come to the decision that, that we're, we're not going to uh, put our swimming down on Square Lake. Uh, we're going to focus that in another part of the property. So I don't think that's going to be an issue for the Square Lake folks. Okay. Uh, and in general, do you feel like your plans have been modified based on the, the vast amount of feedback that you've been hearing since this plan was first announced? Yeah, we, we've definitely taken it to heart. I mean, we we want to be good neighbors. You know, we want to work well with the township, with the folks on Square Lake, and 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 really the the, the whole township. We, we want to come in, and we want to be thought of as a as a positive presence. Even the traffic has has been uh, continually a, an issue brought up, and and we're looking into an alternative driveway off of a county road so we can find a way where we, we minimize or reduce or eliminate traffic on on the township roads and, and I, I know that 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 has a big is a big one and that's one that we've heard and we, we definitely are looking into uh an alternative to that and Tim, any, any and, oh, and, and, and just another point is anything even that i say here it's it's not in stone I mean, we're going to have to work with the township. So, and, and, and that's why we were kind of hesitant is to put our plans out there because we know that the process is that we go before the, the township board and, and say, here's our plan. And, and then, then the work starts where, where we start talking about what the impact is going to be. And, and, uh, and, and we worked some resolution, you know, with the township and, and we look forward to that opportunity, but we are very willing uh, in, in to listen and react to what we hear. Uh, does the partnership have any plans for new facilities on the site? Yeah, our hope uh, uh, or our plan is that we will keep all of the existing buildings and really uh, use them for what they were designed for. Uh, four four of, the, of the buildings, uh, the Clearing, Homestead, Earth, and Sun are all dormitories. I mean, they're basically a, a lodges and they have large rooms where you can put, you know, 10 or 12 bunk beds in. Uh, and, and that's what they were, they were built for. Uh, so, so we look to just kind of remodel and freshen those up but we will have to build a lodge and then, uh, uh, you know, a retreat center. And then we're looking at an activity center and, you know, there, there's some other things that we'll continue, but for surely we'll have to put the lodge in uh, on fairly short order. So it, you're talking about roads, you're talking about some new buildings and, and the property itself was a, a multi-million dollar purchase. Who is funding all this? Uh, we've got a number of private individuals uh, that have stepped up. I mean, extremely generous, uh, and there is a lot of excitement in kind of in our community. Uh, everybody I talk to is excited ab about this project, um, and uh, we we don't see his funding as being an issue at all. Tim, there's obviously been much consternation and and even some anger expressed by families of students at the River Grove Charter School. Have you reached out to the school and is there any plausible way where the school and your camp can coexist on the property? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that. And that, that is very important to us. I mean, the school, uh, the children and the family, we are extremely uh, sympathetic and empathetic for the situation they're in uh, and understand their passion and certainly don't take anything that's said personal. Uh, we, we, we have reached out a number of times and I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, I reached out yesterday and, and we, we did get a, a positive uh, email 
and feel that there 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 may be a solution coming in, in, in the coming days. Uh, you know, we've we've uh, we're we're kind of right in the middle of that, but I, I would say that that is definitely something that we're hopeful for, and and more so if you would have asked me three days ago, uh, we're much more hopeful today than we were three days ago. So we're definitely we very much want to work with them, uh, and and what we've offered is we've offered them to stay on the property. Now this will cost us time. Uh, and, and we won't be able to necessarily build everything we want to build right away, uh, but we've offered them to stay on the property for another year uh, until they can uh, figure out what their next steps are. But but it's it's but we're we're not there yet. Uh, we still have to get together and meet and and talk about it. But but they uh, they replied back that they they would be interested in talking about having a, a lease extension. And, and obviously there's. A lot of things that go with that, uh, Wilder, uh, uh, us, and, and them. So, so we have not scheduled the meeting, um, but I'm hopeful. Okay, well, that that is big news, and that we'll we'll definitely be watching to see what happens there. Um, also, questions about Big River Farms, the incubator organic farm that operates on the property. Will that continue if you take ownership? Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh. we. One of the things we were uh, we're looking forward to doing is uh, running science camps, uh, and you know, right now a lot of the Catholic churches they they will go up to uh, uh, Wolfridge, which is about almost three hours away, uh, and and we hope to run a science camp kind of in conjunction with Big River, uh, and even you know, working their animals and their planting, and they were all, all teach them all the kids about. You know what's organic, what's not organic, uh, and, and then get them into the woods as well, and in, in, into the, the water and digging up worms and frogs and all that good stuff. But yeah, we we absolutely we we love what they do, and, and they definitely work with, kind of within our mission. Tim, I, I want to step back to what you were just talking about the potential of of working out something with River Grove to extend their stay there at least for a year. I, I know there are septic issues out there and I'm sure you're aware of that. So what's, I assume that is something you folks would have to deal with. Yes. Yeah. And, and unfortunately it's not something you can just flush away. <laughs> okay. Good one. We're, we're going we're gonna to have to deal with it. Uh, no, uh, absolutely. And, and we'll, we'll look into that. I know there, there, there were some estimates already out there that we've looked at. Uh, and, and there's also some other things that we could do even temporarily, but uh, that is definitely an issue that we'll have to deal with right away. And, and, and I know that that's, uh, that's an issue. Yeah, that, that, that's out there. So uh, just a couple more quick questions. The Maytown board, there have been some very uh, active meetings here in the last month or so, a lot of uh, residents turning out for that. Um, and they have a special meeting now on Tuesday that uh, will deal with the conservancy district issue and whether it includes a provision for a youth camp. How much does what May Township decides at that meeting affect your plans and your ability to pursue your vision at the property? Well, it obviously depends on how they rule. I mean, we feel there's a there's a strong position for us uh, as far as historic youth as a uh, use as a camp. Uh, I mean, back, at, I believe it was 1958, uh, Wilder, started out as a uh, a day camp and then in the 70s and certainly the 80s it transitioned into a 
uh, youth and adult camp, uh, overnight camp. Uh, so we, we feel there's strong precedents. So our hope is that uh, we'll, we'll get through this and then go on to the CUP process. When do you expect to finalize the sale if everything goes as planned? Probably spring. Okay. And as a, my final question to you, Tim, is in summary, what words of reassurance can you provide about the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership stewardship of the land that currently comprises the Wilder Forest property? I would say that, uh, I mean, we're, a, we're a, a group of people that, that love nature. We, we appreciate uh, God's creation. Uh, if, if you look at Pope Francis has been very outspoken on, on the environment uh, and, and, and has called us to be protectors of the environment. And, and we're going to do exactly that. Uh, as I said before, we want to integrate nature into our messaging. So if you've ever been around the forest, you, you'll notice it's it's getting choked out by buckthorn. Uh, it's 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 really bad. And, and one of the things that we absolutely are going to do is we're going to remediate the buckthorn on as much of the property as we can. I mean, we'll we'll get uh, groups out there and and we'll we'll start cutting it down because it it is choking it out uh, just for the current trees and obviously with with the wildlife. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna really treat the property uh, with respect and uh, we're gonna make it a, a better place. Well, Tim, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on River Radio. Thank you so much. I appreciate this time, uh, and we look forward to the future. Tim Healy is president of the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership, the group that has a purchase agreement in place to secure ownership of the current Wilder Forest property. And now, Gail and I are going to take a little bit of time to give you, as what Paul Harvey would say, is the rest of the story. Uh, first, a few new developments came out of that discussion with Tim Healy. He said that the camps uh, they plan will not make use of Square Lake. A number of residents of that area had expressed concerns about that, and Drew Goodson referred to that in the interview he did with Gail. Secondly, Tim mentioned a willingness to work with River Grove and allow the charter school to remain in place for another year. Uh, in some clarifying comments to me after the interview was completed, Tim said, while an actual offer is not on the table between Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership and River Grove School, the partnership is open to discussing scenarios where the school could stay in place until the 23-24 school year. But there is more to this story. Gail, your interview with Drew Goodson at River Grove occurred before my conversation with Tim Healy. So you went back to Drew to ask about the communication they received from Tim. Yeah, that's right. Drew emailed us to say that no offer was made and included a copy of the school's response to Tim Healy. In River Grove's response, the school says Wilder has been very clear that River Grove must vacate Wilder Forest on or before June 30th, 2023. 
The Wilder official told River Grove, according to this letter, that if the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership succeeds in closing on its purchase of the Wilder property, it could offer to renew the school's lease. In short, the school is saying that at this point, the Catholic organization cannot offer an effective lease because they don't yet own the property. Naturally, that raised um, to us the question of how River Grove wants to proceed if they don't see working with the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership as a viable option. Drew says that what River Grove needs is a 14-month lease extension from Wilder, and that gives the hurdles the and that given the hurdles the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership faces about the prospects for a camp at that site, Wilder's the only entity in a position right now to offer that extension. This would need to happen by December 1st less than two weeks from this recording. Drew says the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership won't have any certainty about what will be allowed by May Township and the partnership's ability to pursue their camp plans before the spring. Drew goes on to say that if Wilder wants to do the right thing, they would immediately offer River Grove a 14-month lease extension to minimize the impact to its students and families, along with pursuing a buyer that is not proposing what Drew calls a dangerous, non-conservation-minded use. He closes by saying, quote, we still firmly believe that a youth camp use is not a fit for the conservancy zone. We would have a hard time accepting any lease extension offered to us, which would require our support of a camp use, unquote. River Grove officials have issued a number of statements in the media and elsewhere that have been critical of Wilder's role in the sale process. Again, we asked Wilder to speak to us on the air and they declined. They have been responsive to our email queries, however. Here's a few things they've told us. First, Wilder maintains that through the entire sales process, they've been fair and transparent to all parties. Wilder contends, and I quote, our decision to accept a purchase agreement from the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership came after many months of open communication with River Grove and Manitou Fund. As Drew Goodson said to Gail in the interview, they are working with Manitou Fund and exploring other site options for River Grove. Manitou owns the land adjoining Wilder Forest. At one time, the Warner Nature Center was located on Manitou's property, but Manitou shut down that operation in 2019. A point frequently made is that Manitou in late September, after the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership offer was announced, stepped forward with an $11 million cash offer for the Wilder property. According to Wilder, prior to that time, Manitou Fund had many opportunities to submit a concrete offer. Wilder officials tell River Radio that they met with Manitou representatives several times provided due diligence information, and kept both Manitou and River Grove informed that there were multiple parties interested in a purchase prior to Wilder choosing to move forward with the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. Wilder officials say they chose not to accept what they term as Manitou's late offer, as it would not be acting in good faith with the Youth Partnership in light of the ample opportunities Manitou had to submit a purchase offer prior to that time. Another issue that's been raised is if there is a close relationship between Wilder Foundation and various Catholic entities or individuals. Specifically, Patrick Regan, chairman of Premier Banks of Minnesota, has spoken in front of a May Township meeting in favor of the camp. 
I asked Wilder if there was a connection between Wilder and various Catholic interests that may have precipitated the sale. Wilder's response is this. There is no merit to an accusation that's been raised by some proponents of River Grove that a close relationship between Wilder Foundation and those connected with Premier Banks led to the ultimate deal with the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. Wilder officials insist that they have not acted unethically or outside their mission and values. One more point I asked about was the historic use of Wilder as a camp, uh, the Wilder Forest property as a camp. Wilder says a camp first opened on the site in 1958 with 1,000 campers participating in the first week alone. In 1974 and 75, the camp served almost 23,000 individuals. In the early 1980s, the site began hosting overnight camps and was used as such through the summer of 2015. Wilder sees this as a clear precedent for the site being used as a camp. May Township now needs to decide how it wants to define an appropriate camp use. And speaking of May Township, they announced this week that a special meeting of the town board will be held on Tuesday, November 22nd at 10 a.m. in the May Town Hall. We have a link to that meeting notice on our show page. While town board chair John Adams declined an interview with us, he said the purpose of that meeting is to finalize changes to the comprehensive plan and town code language that relates to the Conservancy District. This will specifically address issues around the youth camp designation that may or may not end up as part of the code. Well, this is obviously a huge issue in our community, and Gail and I have worked really hard to reach out to the key parties involved in an effort to provide you with a fair summary of many of the events and the various perspectives related to it. We've been to many meetings, we've had lots of conversations, and we'll continue to do so to stay on top of this situation, one that has a lot of impact on our area. Quite frankly, if we wanted to cover every angle of the story, we could probably have done a four-hour special on this topic. There are so many moving parts to this story. In this program, we focused on the issues that we believe are most vital in terms of the actions that have occurred and the future considerations that must be addressed. While the Maytown Board may make an eventful decision at its special meeting on Tuesday, it's fair to expect that it won't be the end of the story. There's much more to come, so stay tuned to future episodes of River Radio for the latest updates on the 600-acre question. And now on to our 92nd local news. Scandia will be lighting up the town on Sunday, November 27th at 5 p.m. in a celebration they call Vinter Lights. The lights at the Community Center, Gamel Garden Museum, and Elam Lutheran Church, as well as the snowflakes on the light posts along the streets, will all be lit to kick off the holiday season. And leading up to the lighting will be a holiday shopping extravaganza at the Community Center, featuring handcrafted gifts by local or by dozens of local vendors from noon to five. That's Sunday, November 27th in Scandia. The nine miles of Highway 96 that are in Washington County and connect Delwood, Grant, Stillwater Township, and Stillwater will now become a Washington County roadway after the county board approved the transfer from the state 
to the county. Plans for the transfer have been in the works since 1994. Between 3,700 and 7,600 vehicles use the roadway each day. Upgrades are planned for pedestrian facilities, intersection improvements, and the correction of drainage issues. The county will receive $14.5 million from the state in 2023 to make these improvements. Here's some follow-up information on the election and how our communities voted on the most visible statewide race, the contest for governor. In Marine on St. Croix, Democrat Tim Walls won 74% of the vote, while Republican Scott Jensen picked up 24%. In Scandia, Jensen had the upper hand, winning 51%, compared to 46% for Walls. In May Township, there was an even larger advantage for Jensen, 56%. To 42%. These three precincts combined show Jensen with a 51% to 47% edge over Walls, but across all of Washington County, Walls defeated Jensen 54 to 43%. And of course, statewide, Tim Walls was elected to a second term as governor by a margin of 52% to 45% for Scott Jensen. The children's games, Masters of the Universe, Light Bright, and The Top, as in the twirl it on the floor top, are the newest inductees into the Toy Hall of Fame housed in the Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, New York. The Hall of Fame recognizes toys that have inspired creativity and endured over time. Among the other finalists were Bingo, Nerf, Phase 10, Pound Puppies, and the Pinata. The top, by the way, dates back to ancient Mesopotamia and had a long wait to be inducted. Okay, so we will be back in two weeks. Of course, we will update you on any new developments related to our primary topic today surrounding the Wilder Forest property, but also in our next episode we'll turn our attention to the state of democracy following the midterm elections. Among our guests will be Minnesota Secretary of State Steve Simon, who just won re-election to another four-year term. He staked out strong positions to make voting as accessible as possible for Minnesotans, and we'll get his read on what's going on statewide as well as across the country. So please join us for that important conversation. And thanks again to our guests, Drew Goodson of River Grove School, and Tim Healy of the Minnesota Catholic Youth Partnership. We take you out with the suburbs. We're back in two weeks, so until then, remember, you heard it right here on River Radio.